0: If you're in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area and need something great and fun to do, why not stop in to Pinball PA? Located in Aliquippa, just 10 minutes from the Pittsburgh airport, there's over 420 games on the floor. 200-some pinball machines, 200-some of your favorite video games. That's Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Space Invaders. You name it, it's there. So check it out, Pinball PA. Go online and see what all is going on there at PinballPA.com. Once again, pinballPA.com. PinballPA, it's where the action is. It is Chris Aiken Presents right here on ChrisAiken.net and Heavy Metal Television, and joining me today to talk about an album that I'm going to be honest, I never thought I was going to see. I thought this band had called it a day, but they have not. They are back, and they have put out arguably the best release they have done to date the new release is called eyes of oblivion it's out on april 1st it is the band the helicopters and joining me to talk about it is the vocalist and the guitarist it is uh mr nicky anderson nick how are you man i'm good how are you i'm good man well man like like i said it's uh it is a very pleasant surprise that you are back and recording i i mean i had seen that you were doing some shows, uh, you know, four or five years ago, but I didn't hear that there was new music being recorded and that you had gone that far coming, bringing it back. So why don't we start there and maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, what led you to bringing the helicopters back after what, 15 years away?
1: Well, we, uh, we broke up in 2008 for uh, quite a few reasons, but, um, I, I thought there and then that you break up and that's it. Otherwise you take a break or, you know, sure. Uh, So that's what we did. And I think here in Sweden, it took about a year and they asked us for a reunion show. And I was thinking, isn't that ridiculous? We just broke up, you know, let us be broken up here. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and we kept getting offers and then I guess time passed and, you know, water under the bridge Older, slightly wiser, maybe. You know? Right. And, um, and then someone mentioned, I mean, I don't even remember which order of, of you know, and mm-hmm. things happened. But, but I think someone mentioned that, oh, hey, next year, there's going to be 20 years since you put out the first app. Okay. So then we said, well, let's try that. Uh, the offer was uh, extremely good. Hard to say no to, but it was also very important for me and everyone else that if we're gonna do this, it has to be at least as good as it was before we broke up. But preferably better. Uh, And that's being a music fan. You you know that's kind of tricky. Right. Sure. I do do see myself as a music fan before I see myself as a musician. So you know, you you're always. Kind of disappointed when you see reunions, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's <is> true. <laughs> so we thought we have to work hard to make this work, and and we put a lot of work into it. And then when we did in 2016 for that one show in Sweden, uh, it was kind of mind blowing to see how much people seem to have missed us.
0: Sure,
1: and and that that was a, a, it was a really touching feeling you know right because that and that made us like wow maybe we should play some more so we kind of took it day you know one day at a time and you know see how if it still felt good and it did and we played some more shows and then we started talking about you know if we're going to do this are we going to be a a nostalgia act because the songs are getting older by the day and and um so then somewhere you know the year after maybe we started talking about should we perhaps record a new album? So we we started thinking about it, and we met up for sessions here and there, but we didn't make an announcement because we wanted to work in private, <laughs> in peace, sure. you know. So and then now we're here.
0: Sure, definitely. Well, when you when you did get back to writing and and, and recording, a lot of times when bands do that after a long time away. You know, everybody changes. You go off, you do other things, you record other music, you live life differently. A yeah. lot of times it's hard to get back together and find that old chemistry that you had previously. Was it like that for you, or did it come together pretty much right away?
1: I think musically it felt pretty good. Uh, I mean, I think that's one of the great things about um uh, playing with uh, together with people is that sometimes it's just the, the, you know, the people playing together, that makes the band, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you write songs um, the same as I did, you know, whatever. and But when you play it together as a band, that's when the sound comes to life kind of thing. And that was, that's kind of how we felt. And uh, I mean, obviously... Since I write most of the songs, that, that things change in that department too. But since we sound like the helicopters together, that's what kept it um, similar or whatever. Because I, I was a little bit worried about that. I almost felt a little bit of a pressure thing. Sure. <laughs> Again, being a music fan, you know, oh, what are people going to think? Because mm-hmm. I never think about that. Right. did that for the first time in my life and that that feeling I didn't like. so so eventually i I could put that aside and just focus on us you know sure
0: well you did a great job with it the new record eyes of oblivion to me as a fan it not only feels like the old the old helicopter sound but it feels like the really old helicopter sound It, it it really reminds me a lot of I don't know, uh, like paying the dues as an example, you know, in, in that era of the band or, or even a little later, like grace of God, it does. I I'll, I'll just tell you uh, uh, straight up. I, I didn't love rock and rock and roll is dead. I thought that was kind of where you guys were. It felt like you might've been treading water just a little bit at that point. And this does not feel like this is full of energy. It's full of life. It's very vibrant. And it really feels like you got all of the juice back so for you were these songs that were new and fresh or did you have some of these that were maybe not full songs but ideas and how did they all come together
1: i think uh, i would say about half of the songs are actually at least 10 years old okay because when we got together um to try stuff out, I said, "Well, I have, I do write quite a bit of songs, and I have a little stash of them." Sure. <laughs> said, Let, "Let's, you know, if you guys want to check what I have already, if you want to check those out, and and uh, so that's what we started with." Uh, I think, yeah, maybe around five of of the songs on the album are around ten years old. So we started with that, and then, like I said, it, but it sounded like us. When we play them together, uh, and then and that kept uh, you know that got me to write new songs, right? So, so I think uh, yeah, the last song I wrote for the album was the opening track, which was great because we didn't have an opening track. <laughs> I think it's very important to have an a suitable opening track. So so that that felt good.
0: Sure. Now, now for you, how long did it take? once you guys started working together before you felt like everything was back where it needed to be was it instant i mean did you did you get in the studio that first time and just start jamming and it felt right or did you guys kind of have to really work on no no play it this way and you play it that way or or did it was it just all organic uh
1: i say, i would say more organic than the opposite okay of course it it's not like we're i mean we're not we're not dream theater, you know, we're not that good at playing. (laughs) We're still learning our instruments, you know, (laughs) so we're not that fast, but no, it wasn't, I don't think it was that difficult, Uh, you know, of course we have to, you know, practice and and learn the songs and everything. I know it's only three chords, sometimes four, but still, they have to be right, you know? And, uh, no, I think that that was the easy part. I think that the, the the crappy part of the recording process is that everyone's so busy right mm-hmm. you have to have one session and then we have to have a gap for 3 months before the next session right i think it took us from day 1 to the last day it took us almost 3 years wow i mean effective studio time was probably 2 or 3 weeks if you just add up the hours but it was um, and that i will never do again because that's right. not how you make a record, in my opinion. But we this time we had to do it that way.
0: Sure. W- was that in part due to the pandemic, and you just couldn't get together?
1: Well, I don't know if you heard, but Sweden had a kind of a different approach to lockdowns and restrictions. And uh, I mean, whether that was good or bad, it's it's for maybe another show. But right. but so we could actually see each other. Oh, okay. Um which is great of course, but it's also, I'm not so sure if that was the best thing to do, but that's how it was over here. Uh, So we did get to see each other, but we still didn't see each other enough. (laughs) Right. It took a long time, you know? Sure. Certainly.
0: Well, um, one thing that you did that you guys have done most of your careers, you worked with uh, Chips Kisby to to produce once again. Mm -hmm. And, it almost seems to me like he's kind of almost like another member of the band because you've worked with them for a lot, a lot of records. You know what what did he add this time, and what is it about him that makes makes you so willing to rely on him to guide you with your recording?
1: It is funny because the first time we recorded with him was in 2000 for high visibility. And I remember back then, you know, being young and a little cocky. And I was like, why? I didn't understand some of his input, which I totally do now. I mean, the parts of one song where he asked us, so why does this riff go here for eight bars? And the answer was like, because uh, it's cool. And then he was like, take it off. Right. Why? You know? <laughs> so I, was, I was a little hurt, you know? But I, I think I learned pretty pretty fast from him how, what parts to, you know, get rid of. Because, uh, I mean, I think we both, uh, both me and him, think about the songs. Um, the essence of, of of the song should be there. The rest is just, you know, if you want to do, uh, I mean, I love uh, Southern rock and, and extremely lengthy guitar solos. But that works live, not on a sure. Right. So, so I kind of learned that so I think he actually produced uh, produced us less and less by the albums because I already I, I was kind of self-producing. Sure. Um so but it's also he's really good. He's never he's never overly enthusiastic, which is funny because that keeps your feet on the ground. Right gonna tell you hey man that was awesome he has never said that but he has always uh, also never said it sucks right (laughs) uh, and he's very good at um, keeping things together I'm a little you know I'm not so good at that you know he, he keeps notes keeps notes and of everything and and he knows what's missing and you know so he's really good at that but i i mean for this album we actually i co-produced it with him okay it was after a while i was like i can't take the back seat here because i'm looking at the kick drum and that kick drum is mike very strange to me okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) right certainly man well well um Nick one of the things that I think has always been one of the best aspects of your releases of your albums is that none of them are overly long. You know I think too many musicians try to pack 90 or 80 minutes into a into a release and I think you know almost universally that gets boring by the end of a release. I love the fact that you kind of do more concise so you know concise records and and certainly Eyes of Oblivion is that, was it, 35 minutes or something, which is, which is the perfect length. How important is that for you not to write really long songs or really long records, but to kind of just come in, make your noise and get out?
1: I think it's, it's probably similar to you. I mean, uh, I'm just guessing what you grew up with, but your favorite records are probably not over 40 minutes.
0: Right, very true. I'm, I'm
1: just guessing here, but it, it doesn't matter if, like, you just uh, Judas Priest or the Ramones—they're right. not going to be over, never over 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. And there's something I like with ten songs, right? Five songs on each side. It—I mean, even even today, it's—I, I think it's even more important because of, people can't focus today. There's so much information going on, so if you you put an album out and you have 16 songs that span for like 90 minutes, like you said, how on earth are you going to keep people's focus for, for that long? And I know, I mean, I like a short record, because if I really like it, I'll play it again. Right, exactly. You just flip it back over and go one more time. Exactly. And hopefully that doesn't bother you and you know, and if it doesn't, that means it's a good record. Sure. So I, I do like short well, I don't even call it short, it's other people calling it sure. short. Sure. <laughs> <Who laughs> I mean, didn't it all start with the C D in the like late eighties, early nineties? The album got so long that I think I have albums at home that I haven't heard the last songs on them. Sure. No, you're you're right.
0: (laughs) No, you're right. And you know, you mentioned Dream Theater before. You know, your albums are like the length of one Dream Theater song, which is, which is about as much as you could take of either, right?
1: (laughs) You know, it's. I'm not gonna. It's 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 not my cup of tea. But I'm not one thing is right or wrong. But for me, I like this better. Absolutely, man. Well, well, um,
0: Nick, obviously man, the big news for you guys right now is the inclusion of the song by the grace of God in, um, HBO's, um, peacemaker, um, show, you know, and what a, what a surprise, I guess, because normally when. When bands when bands get picked to be these to to be in these kind of movies or productions, it's almost always the big big giants. It's always the Metallicas or or the guys that sold ten zillion records back in the back in the eighties, the Rats or Motley Crue or whatever. Perfect the way Peacemaker did it, not only with your song but with several of the band, like Y and T is featured in it, which is like okay. You had to be you had to be a little deeper of a music fan to get who y was or to get <laughs> yeah. who the helicopters are so I, yeah <laughs> so talk about that for you guys man how did how did you guys get included in it and were you surprised that that you did get into such a high budget you know production
1: well the the thing is uh, I still haven't seen it uh, I didn't actually well here's when it aired then we heard about it okay. And then I was like, oh, okay, what was this? I don't remember this. And then our manager told us, you actually said yes to this, but this that must have been like two years ago. <laughs> okay. Sometimes how long you think. So I had totally forgotten that we said okay to it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And uh, obviously I thought some of the other bands were, were very funny. Uh, and... Um, no, so I, I I was a little bit surprised because I had totally forgotten about it, and I think when they asked me because I was um, the main songwriter of the song, I think what the the question I got they're doing this uh, comic uh, thing, and I was like, okay, it's <laughs> like a superhero thing, yeah, all right, that sounds good. I think that's how I said it. And then it turned out to be something that people really enjoy. I I think I have to check it out.
0: Sure. Absolutely, man. Well, m- moving moving back to, to the current record, Eyes of Oblivion, which once again comes out on April 1st. Um, I know the next single that that is going to be released is uh, So Sorry I Could Die, which is to me is the lone curveball on the record which is also my favorite record or my favorite song on the record oh thank you what a just a it's like the lone time that really feels different really from almost anything that you've done so talk talk about that song man um cuz it really at least to me it feels very different than most of your catalog
1: well i think we've always I mean, not always, but we have, for, for most of the albums, we've tried something that's slightly different mm-hmm. to what we're used to. I think on, on uh, your favorite record, Rock and Roll is Dead. <laughs> 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 no, but then we on that one, we had a song called Leave It Alone, which was quite different to the others. And then also on By the Grace of God, we had a song called Rainy Days Revisited, which was also quite maybe a little bit different so I think this song is the different one on this one
0: okay
1: I think uh, when I wrote it I just wanted to see if I could write uh, I wanted some American rhythm and blues from the 60s you know that that's but filtered through this Swedes <laughs> right <laughs> that was kind of the idea of it and see if it and then when we I showed it to the other guys and and I think I said that Here's a song that could work but it could also not work. So mm. let's just see what happens. And and I we we felt we thought it would work. So yeah. we'll see. But it's probably going to be one of those songs that either you like it or you not so much. Sure. Do you
0: think it'll become a a live staple? You think you'll play that one live a lot?
1: I think it would be good. Especially if you play a little longer set, mm. it could be a good like breather sure (laughs) i mean it doesn't breathe so much towards the end of it but it's still pretty full on i wouldn't even call it a ballad but sure but maybe compared to some of the other songs
0: right certainly well well nick um the other thing that i i noticed on your website and i i was curious about is i saw the riot on the rocks whiskey and um you know everybody's going out and branding but nothing could be more perfect for the helicopters brand than whiskey I think other than an actual helicopter so you know <laughs> talk talk about the whiskey man uh, what what made you guys get into that that business
1: I think it was also through our uh, friend and manager Patrick uh I mean like you said everyone is doing something I mean, doesn't everyone have a beard these days? Right. And, you know. So when we when he said, "I have this company that uh, that are uh, very interested in doing something together with you," and uh, they have this thing, which is a cross between bourbon and American bourbon and Scotch whiskey, right? Which on paper that looks like the worst idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. But then they had a bottle of it that we could have uh, a little taste of. So we did. And I, I mean, I'm no expert. It's, you know, <laughs> I just pour some cola in it. and I Right. <laughs> no, but it was, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I'm not a connoisseur at all, but okay. I thought it was all right. And the people who tried it thought it was pretty good. So so we just said, no, let's make it look nice and sure. Sure. you yeah, know. Cool. And I mean I, it, it's still it it's not like making a record I would never say that but I guess it it doesn't hurt. Sure. I mean I mean I have I have some bottles of band with you know branded bottles with bands I like so that's Sure. If Lemmy can do it then maybe we can try it too.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no question. Well, well Nick, um for the helicopters, you obviously are going to have this release out in another month, um Eyes of Oblivion. So what are the touring plans? Are you do you have do you have touring set up for the year or or is is it still the
1: world figuring out the world or what? Oh yeah, right. At the moment the world just got worse, but um well, I thought we just kicked almost kicked the pandemic, but then <laughs> then this shit happened. Right. <laughs> exactly but uh so who who knows but the the hopefully if uh, missiles doesn't start flying we could play some festivals during the summer okay and there was actually a little talk about going over to the states in august already which i'm keeping my fingers crossed for but um uh, i mean you know like you said what who knows these days right you can hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can hope, and it literally changes minute to minute, so I guess yeah. you won't know until right right when it's about time to go, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. But, but uh, that sounded like a good plan, so we'll see if that happens. If not in August, then not too soon after that, I hope. Sure.
0: Now, l- last thing, um, Nick, um, over here, well, at least the way I understand it, and again, this is me being here only, so – I understand that the way the helicopters are perceived in Sweden is very much the same way the foo fighters are here in the United States, like just a good, solid rock and roll band, you know not 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 reinventing the wheel because there's really no need to reinvent the wheel, you know it's just good clean rock and roll for you do do you a do you like that comparison and b? Why do you think that it is that the helicopters have not broken out bigger internationally outside of outside of Europe?
1: Oh there's so many reasons for that uh, I think um, I mean to be to be realistic uh, in order to break America uh, you have to literally live there touring. True. Because and, and, it's such a big country, and that's how you break America. You tour there. And if you do that, then you can't tour over here. So it's a little. Right. Part. And I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I can't speak for the other guys, but maybe we're also not rock star material. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, it's also a lot of luck. Sure. Uh, it's obviously hard work. Um, like, like I said, touring there a lot. There's so many reasons. But at, but at the same time, there's been worse bands hitting it big. <laughs> <laughs> true. <But laughs> Very true. You have to also remember that that is also not the reason we're doing this. Uh, although, of course, nobody would mind that. Sure. But, but it has to. I, I think also, I think this band is not willing to make any sacrifices whatsoever career wise and, and uh yeah I think that's probably yeah, one be. one reason too. It's like if if I don't feel like doing anything then I just won't do it. Right. and and that doesn't fly well in the music industry
0: (laughs) (laughs) no definitely doesn't these days man well i'll tell you what does fly well nick is this brand new release from the helicopters it's called eyes of oblivion it is out april 1st it is fantastic i certainly recommend everybody check it out and nick Mm -hmm. um thank you so much for joining me here on chris haker presents
1: It's, uh, it's been a pleasure.